We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Presented by Under Armour and Sleeper Fantasy, welcome to Light Years, the deadline day edition of Light Years. Andy Lou, I'm not going to lie to you. I was expecting the Warriors to get routed by the Indiana Pacers. Back to back, no moves. Just felt like a perfect trap moment for an angry, for angriness. Uh, but that's not what we got. We got a very professional effort. And it, is this a Ford one road trip? Are the Warriors? Are they starting to? Are they starting to be adults? They starting to figure it out. Hashtag they figured it out. Looking nice. You're on mute, by the way. I, I, I said it should have been five and zero, oh, right? Should have been five and zero. Oh, if you <laughs> you can make that argument, professional effort is really the way to say it, though. Uh, I think for the first time this season, is it the first time this season? We're watching this team, and they're all they're all they're all serious. Is everyone it's, locked it's, in? Right it's like more than anything, it's we're at game 49 and it feels like they know what they 49. want. It, yeah. But it feels like they know what they want to do. You know what I'm saying? Like Steph, Steph gets the headlines tonight, but last night Steph had what? Nine points. And it yeah. was the same. It was the same thing. They knew what they wanted to do the entire way through this lineups working. They're playing defense. Shout out Draymond. Turns out he matters. And you know, tailored the offense. It's a little different than it used to be. It's a little less like trying to make 18 intricate passes and more like get a guy into space and let him go to work a little bit. You know, it's uh, I wonder how it was convincing Steve to be like, what if Steph just sets a screen for Kuminga and lets him get downhill? But but it's working, man. It's it's really working. And Honestly, as, as fun as it is to watch Kuminga and Wiggins come around on offense, and again, Steph is the story tonight, just a phenomenal. Uh, I think it's the defense that gets me the most excited. Oh, uh, why you got to steal? <laughs> yeah, I, I, you, know, you know, I agree. Uh, I, I tweeted out, and, and that was the big thing for me, watching Kuminga and Wiggins. I know Kuminga has been in the trade deadline. I mean, excuse me, Wiggins has been in the trade deadline uh, rumors for a little while now, but watching those two guys, grow up next to I guess Wiggins has already has but watching Kaminga and him grow up next to Draymond is really the biggest story of the last couple of weeks uh no shocker Steph goes on a hot streak not not a uh not a shocker to us but watching mm-hmm. Kaminga and Wiggins be able to play grown man defense right now I think you I think you said they've been a top 10 defense since Draymond's back that yes. 
is the biggest story. I don't think this team can win the championship, but I don't care. I do think that if those guys are good enough to play next to Draymond that well, then this is a very good playoff team, which a month ago you and I were sitting here saying they need to trade everyone to just be a playing team. Right now, with those two guys playing wing defense, which is what the NBA is all about next to Draymond, it looks pretty real, at least for the last couple of weeks. Yeah. I mean, the Warriors' identity at its most basic level has been play fast around Steph and put defensive versatility around Steph, right? Like those are the things. You get out, you get out and run with the way Steph can shoot the ball and the things he can do, it's unguardable. Uh, and you put defense around him and you just trust 30 is going to give you enough offense. The last year and a half, that just hasn't really been the case, maybe in like small spurts here and there. This has been the first time I've watched them since 2022 where I'm like, all right, I see where this is going. Uh, I'm not you know, convinced they have the depth. I'm not convinced about a bunch of other things, but I see a formula that's working that's worth building on. Um, I saw an interesting stat from Jason Timpf, bringing it up right now. The, the Draymond Wiggins Kuminga frontline, 125 offensive rating, 97 defensive rating entering tonight. 97 defensive rating in this era where everyone scores 150 at all times is probably the most impressive part. I, I don't really know what you... It's it's just impressive. Like we can talk about depth, we can talk about a bunch of other stuff, but the formula is working. You put switchy wings around Draymond. Honestly, they don't need to be able to think. He'll do it for them. You know, like that's the funniest thing. Uh, with you, Draymond, you, you, right? don't, you don't. Yeah, you don't want those guys to, to think. Um, they're that's yeah, not their not their forte. Yeah, we, we you don't saw need those guys, right? Yeah, I was, I was gonna be like, to you don't need on. Andre Godala, Sean Livingston. You just need guys with tools. You need guys who kind of give a fuck. Like that's the other part of it. You need guys who are willing to actually. Yeah, exactly. Gee's Gee's a perfect Woo. end of bench guy because you know he's gonna play hard the entire way, right? That's the, that's the thing. I'm kind of I'm uh, kind of annoyed that Steve Kerr took the JTA comparison because I was actually thinking about that one, but he really is the new Juan Toscano Anderson. Where I mean, tonight he hit a couple threes, which JTA you know kind of hit a couple threes when he broke broke in the NBA. But the value of him is just he's going to pound the offensive boards, he's going to get rebounds defensively, he's going to just track and hit guys defensively, kind of mm-hmm. like a football player playing basketball. But uh, at the same time, he's not unskilled. He, he's made all his free throws. He's made a couple threes. He's brought the ball up. He's not a stiff. He's not just a guy that's just hitting people. He actually can play a little bit. If Hit his threes like tonight. Something there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. No, I yep. mean, it's like, it, it does feel like shooting's a swing skill. If he yep. can be yep. a reliable, um, you know, if I'm open in the corner, I'm going to put, I'm going to hit it. Uh, he's a rotation guy. Uh, if that's not going to be reliable, uh, he's probably more of a JTA where you're like, you throw yep. him out there when you need energy. But anyway, found money, uh, you know, he is he's big, dude, by the way. You, you know, like he's a legit six eight. How big is he? Uh, six, six, I'd say oh. a legit six eight. You know, I, I I'm he's a big wing the way Kuminga and Wiggins are, which uh, you know, the last year plus it feels like what's everyone's favorite criticism been? Like too many guards, too many guards, too many guards. Well, you know? well it's hard to it's hard to find guys who are six eight who can play basketball, six nine who can play basketball well, and switch everything. It's also nice when they found the rookie point guard that plays like he's six seven. Uh, I mean, right. uh, with the pods, and then they traded Corey Joseph so that now Steve Kerr is not allowed to play Corey Joseph, which is a, another nice thing that they did, I guess, today. 
you know, for mm-hmm. disappointed Warriors fans. But I, I mean, you're right. It, it, that's really been the big thing is the moment this team has some functional, relatively functional two-way wings, they're, they're kind of looking similar again. The big test for me, because I am like relatively optimistic. I know we got to get to some deadline stuff on other things too, Sam. But like to me, I think the real, real test is now how do they look like against the Suns? They play the Suns, they play the Clippers, they play the Jazz coming up. Um, how do they look like against those teams? Because going 4-1 on a road trip, no matter who you play, is pretty promising. It really, really is. And they lost their last three games by a point, right? They lost them by a point. So uh, you could argue this team's played well for almost two weeks now. Uh, can they start getting wins against actual good teams? And that's where I'd be I'd be curious. Uh, I'd be then, – then, then, I, then I could tell you we can sit here at, you know, on Saturday night and say they're turning a corner if they can get that. I do agree with you there. Like, let's – the Pacers <laughs> is a good win. Philly without Embiid. Eh, yeah, you know, like a couple yeah. other ones, like, but you have to build momentum one way or right. another. Right. So they're building it. This was a very nice win. This had every, this had the makings of a trap game. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you take care of business, you get the positive reviews for Sam and Andy. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's, let's talk a little deadline. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I know you have to race out of here. And then uh, I got my guy Kyle Madsen coming in sure. to talk a little more. Warriors didn't make a move. Disappointing to a lot of Warrior fans. Disappointing to others. Kind of felt like it was going that way based on everything we saw. I think my overall take on the deadline is was quiet, right? Like it wasn't. Uh, Who's the best player uh, that got traded at the deadline? Yeah. Royce O'Neal? <laughs> no, no, Gordon Hayward. Oh my God. Tillman. Oh my. David Tillman. Washington, maybe. Maybe PJ Washington. Like, yeah, it's a bunch of like nice to haves, right? Like nothing. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not scoffing any of those guys, but like nice to have not, you know, the the best player traded was Siakam or OG Ananobi. And that happened two to four weeks ago. So we're not counting that. Um, What we did get was the Warriors apparently were into it with the Chicago Bulls and the Bulls are just completely unserious. They called about Kuminga or sorry, they called about Caruso. The Bulls wanted Kuminga. Not happening, you know. Yeah, right, 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 right. Uh, and 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 deal fell apart. Even though apparently the Warriors put Moses Moody and picks into play, which is a not an insignificant offer, in my opinion. I don't know. Where, how do you feel about the fact that they didn't get anything done? But you're you're getting reports here that they were talking to the Bulls about a Caruso, maybe Drummond package, for maybe a Moses Moody and maybe a couple picks type of situation. Oh. Uh... The uh, the Chicago, the Chicago Bulls are a fucking joke, Samuel. What what is this, man? The hell are they doing? What? Moses Moody. Uh, they probably would have gotten a first round pick, probably top ten protected, top five protected, something like that, and yeah. maybe another another first Devils, for at least a couple seconds. Devils always in the details, right? Yeah, <laughs> but that's kind of what was thrown out there. Um, I, I think by people that know a lot more than I do, and that's a real offer. That to me, and this is why I wasn't bitching and moaning today for once. It, to me, it felt like the Warriors were ready to go all in on something. Now, you could argue that why didn't they give that offer for DeJounte Murray? Because that probably gets him DeJounte Murray. But they honed in on a guy that they liked. We knew they liked Alex Crusoe. I like, you like, everyone likes. And they said, let's just go get him. And he could be like GP2 on steroids. I don't know if GP2 is going to be in that trade or not. Oh, he's, and cool he's, you- I mean, 
he's like pods on steroids. He's he's an adult <laughs> pods, right? Like, it, let's just be real. Like Caruso's well, what Caruso's. top. Top five elite defensively, though. Like like elite defensively, right? That that's not that's war. No, it's it's one of the best. Incredible trade, Sam. It's an incredible Mm -hmm. trade. If the Warriors could have done that, you could argue: is it a bad trade? Maybe. That's kind of like kind of a ridiculous. I would say the Warriors. You could maybe say could have given up too much in that trade, but I would have been. I would have been super pumped up. I would have been okay. They're going all in. They're trying to be somewhat of a contender. They're trying to make this relatively. Uh, not a superstar move, but at least they get a super role player, and maybe that'll push him over the edge, kind of like OG on and OB is doing for the next. OG's hurt. Um, I would have loved it. I would have pounded day one, loved it, and the and the Bulls said no. So I, I kind of don't blame the Warriors. Yeah, it's it's one of those where on paper it makes total sense. Drummond would be an upgrade to Ludi, um, given where he is. He gives you that like center who can be a proper center when you need it. But the Warriors don't need a center in the sense of a starter, they need a guy they can trust when they need to throw a big body out there, right? Like they, it's kind of hard to sign a, a center if you're the Warriors because you're telling someone like, well, if it's a money time, we're going to play Draymond in front of you, but there's going to be some matchups where we need you. So you need like, like that's why Looney was so good at it because he's comfortable in that role, right? Um, but he'd kind of fallen apart a little bit. So Drummond makes sense of that role. Uh, and then to your point, Caruso, he's just... It's like combining pods and GP2 into one player, only a little better at both things, right? Like he he's made for the Warriors system, excellent passer, can hit an open shot, uh, and one of the best point of attack defenders in the entire league, can play both ways on the Warriors system. They clearly want someone in that role who's going to keep the ball moving, essentially be what Andre right. was on offense. You right. know, like can stick a couple shots here and there, but like they understand their job is to get it to Steph, get it to Kuminga, get to Wiggins, get to Clay, whoever it may be, and then hit a shot if the defense is, you know, played them perfect and they're like the the backbreaking option. Um I don't know. Uh, I I can't I can't get mad at the Warriors because it's not like someone else got him, you know, and right, it's not right, like right. someone else got Dejounte Murray or any of the players we wanted. I can be a little mad at the Warriors for not getting OG Ananobi because he might have been the perfect fit too. But end of the day, the players they were looking at didn't move. We got a silent deadline, man. It's kind of annoying. It's kind of annoying because you could make the case that adding two players like that to what they have going is pretty interesting. It's pretty interesting uh, in terms of actual playoff basketball. Like this Warriors team, if they continue this role going, they might get out of the play-in. We'll see, you know? But adding two guys to their top eight who can make a difference, hmm, it's interesting. It It, it is. Could you go back on the Caruso stuff? That That mm-hmm. is why. I think you and I, I think are less disappointed. I mean, you can argue maybe they, you know, Daniel Gafford was out there and if people want a big, I, I would have liked that, but I'm not, I'm not going to kill them for that. I think we kind of know what they're, what they're going to, what they think about with bigs. Um, like you said though, Caruso didn't go somewhere for two seconds, a lightly and a lightly protected first. Like he didn't go somewhere for that. Right. Like nobody offered anything that we know uh, that, that, that was better than what the Warriors offered. It felt like the Warriors offer was, was maybe top two. Uh, and, and the Bulls are just not a serious organization. We know that. Uh, so this is why yeah. I, I kind of can't get too too pissy about it. I, I probably I probably rather have Caruso Dejounte to be honest. Uh, the only pushback I, I'll give you though on the um, 
on the the two guys coming back. I, I assume you're talking about GP2 and CP3. Be fascinated, fascinated to see what Chris Paul is going to look like uh, with the second unit because his team is they're moving the ball, they're playing up tempo. The defense looks really good. Lester Quinones, I I know like not my my type of guy, but man, he provides energy. He's fast. He's pretty long. Gets to the hole, draws foul. Same with Guy Santos, right? He just does all these things that you just kind of need. And I am really not looking forward to a 40-year-old, five-foot-eight point guard come back to pound the fuck out of the Brock <laughs> and play no defense. So that, 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 that's all. I don't want to ruin the vibe tonight because I know it's good with the Warriors right now. They look good tonight. Uh, but I, I'm more excited for GP2 coming back than I am the other guy. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. He has been good this year. So we'll see. He has been good. The Slight Years Podcast is brought to you by Game Time. You should not have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. You can see the view from your seat before you go, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All in prices show your total up front, so you know you're getting a great deal before you check out. Buy tickets in seconds with two taps. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app. Create an account. Use code LIGHTYEARS for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L-I-G-H-T-Y-E-A-R-S for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. We are brought to you by Sleeper Fantasy. Sleeper Fantasy. If you think you know basketball, come on, you guys know this. You know you, you think you know basketball, turn your basketball knowledge into real money with the Sleeper app, Ultimate Fantasy Sports app. You turn game day into payday. Download the Sleeper app. Pick more or less on your favorite players. You got more stats than other than any other daily fantasy app. Just pick and choose two or more of your favorite players. If you chose Guy Santos and uh, and uh, Lester Quinones tonight, you're winning 10 extra money. You can do that in pregame or you can do a lot. Uh, pick more or less from the predicted stats. You can win up to 100 times your money. If your picks win, I know we did a Sleeper segment last time. I actually won. Uh, I went with a four-leg parlay. Uh, Dame ended up getting taken out of the game. He was sick or, or whatever. And uh, it ended up being a three-leg parlay. And I hit all three legs. And I got 4X what I what I bet. Um, so use promo code LAYEARS. You'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. These sleepers terms are used for details. Currently operational in over 25 states. Check out Sleeper today. We are 1-0 in episodes. Kyle Madsen joins mid-pod. Yeah, that's big time. That what do you think about that's, that? No, that's pretty big time. Sustain, you think it's a sustainable formula? Yeah, I think I, I definitely think it is, especially in the in the age of analytics. You know, people talk about the three-point shot. People talk <laughs> about the mid-range. Nobody talks about the mid-pod. And I think that this is a this is an untapped uh, market. This is the new market inefficiency is the mid pod. Um, so uh, shout out to to Brandon, the original pods. But now we're uh, now we're here in the playoffs. Your first option goes away. You got to be able to you got to be able to improvise and come in mid pod and prove you can get it done. Yeah, not that not that I'm going to replace Andy's production by any means. Uh, I just need to keep the ship from sinking, and I and I and I I'm confident I can do that. How you feel about the Warriors right now? You know, the, coming into today trade deadline, easy to be a little pessimistic uh, because well they're still under 500, and <laughs> in theory a team under 500 with aspirations of doing anything should probably be looking to make a move. Uh, sure, and they didn't. 
But the backdrop of it is they've been playing a lot better, and this might be their best win on the road trip, period. Indiana, second leg of a back-to-back, big win. Uh, hard not to drink a little Kool-Aid on it. Yeah, it, it, three. you go three consecutive road wins and, and four out of five on this trip. That's where I, I, the, the whole making a move thing, if they had been playing their best basketball all year, and Draymond Green had been in, and Andrew Wiggins had been in, and GP2 and Chris Paul, and everybody was playing well and they were still losing. Right. Then then to me, it's like, okay, blow this thing up. But it was it's it's pretty clear they're stuck in a spot where I don't know how valuable Clay and Draymond are. And then I I, I don't know how 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 valuable what kind of asset they could have gotten for, for Moses Moody at this point, you know? So I, I, I like the idea. I think it's fine to ride it out and you get a couple of big road wins back to back. I'm I, I, <laughs> the 2022 title has ruined me because now all of a sudden I'm like, Hey man, if Steph's going to play like this, why not? Like if yeah. Steph's going to play like this and you're going to get this, for, I know Andrew Wiggins wasn't very good tonight, but, but you're going to get the version of Andrew Wiggins more nights than not that you got in, night, yeah. in Philly. And then Jonathan Kaminga's rolling and Draymond green looks like he's, uh, you know, a, a little more back to normal doing his, doing his triple th- single thing, but quarterbacking the defense. Like this is, this is great. Giving up 109 to the Pacers is, is honestly pretty impressive given what they've done this season. So I, I'm with you. It's, it's, it's not like, oh, I'm going to go bet on them to win the title right now. But two weeks ago, I'm going, I don't know how this team makes the play-in, much less the playoffs. And, and now uh, they look like they should not only be a play-in team, but but maybe be scary. Yeah. And I think uh, another really good game from Kuminga. It just, mm-hmm. It's interesting to see how big of a jump he's taken in season. Someone mentioned to me he should win most improved player. He won't, he won't because most improved tends to just go to whoever has the biggest uh, statistical jump uh, from Mm -hmm. last year to this year. And given that he didn't really break out until mid season, like Tyrese Maxey literally jumped 10 points per game. Like that's going to be who the most improved player is. And, and he, he's been great too. Don't get me wrong, but that, but you could make a case that Kuminga going from, out of the rotation in the playoffs, although that seemed political, um, <laughs> kind of unsure what they were doing with him in the early part of the season. He wasn't bad, but he also wasn't good. He was kind of up and down, that sort of thing. To now, he's just the second option on this team. And they're running plays for him. They're running offense through him. Another 18.4 assist night for him. Uh, just comfortably all over the place. He also had two blocks. And defensively, he continues to get better. I know. The off-ball stuff isn't where you want it, but on-ball, he can guard anyone at this point. Um, yeah. And it's it's just, I think more than anything, uh, one, getting Draymond back, but two, Kuminga taking that step is what's changing the trajectory of this team right now. Yeah, uh, and, and Kuminga was always the piece, right? Like, that was always, that was always the issue, is he wasn't playing, so he wasn't going to get better. And it was clear they needed a player like him and like that's why they held on to him. They they knew that they could get this kind of player who was this productive on both ends. And you talk about the off-ball stuff defensively. Like to me, it's the Shocker. kind of thing that you figure Young out player. as you yeah, yeah, that's right. You figure that out as you play. So I I I love what he's I I love the assist numbers too. The fact right. that he's not like in the preseason, right? It was Kaminga dribbling the air out of the ball. 
backing down until he could get a shot up on the rim. And that's just what it was. But now it seems like more within the flow of the offense. It just looks so different because they haven't really had a scorer like this since, since like, I don't know, uh, a secondary scorer. I should, they just, I, they literally just have not had a play. Like they that. literally have not had a player like this, uh, at all during Steve Kerr's era. And maybe that's part of the reason it took them a while to figure out yeah. what to do with him because Kevin Durant's the only other guy they've really had who can quote unquote, get his shot whenever he wants it. But <laughs> so that's what he, I was going to say, but I didn't want to make it sound like I was comparing Kaminga to Kevin Durant. <laughs> also, it just a, a completely different style too. Like yeah, exactly. more of a finesse player, a shooter, what a ridiculous handle at his size. So it's just, it's just a different type of player. Like, uh, to me, Kuminga is like a Siakam or a Jalen Brown. We're like downhill athleticism. Yeah. Uh, it, it's something that literally they've never had their yeah. entire time here. So uh, maybe maybe I should be easy on the coaching staff. It took them a minute to figure out how to use it, but it's a nice piece to have. Like those Kuminga with Steph setting the screen. Obviously, Steph's going to take bodies with him because you're going to leave that guy wide open. He just hit 11 threes again, you know? Um, yeah. And then you get Kuminga so in a one on one. And who's who's stopping that downhill, right? The body yeah, control, the athleticism, the strength. He's just insane. And it's not, he's not the kind of player that you throw length at him and pause and he doesn't know what to do with it. Right. Know? Right. He's I, like, it, I got that too. Yeah. Right. So I, I, I just, he is developed into a into a weapon that there's not a super easy defense for. And then you mentioned all the stuff with Steph setting screens for him. That's just a really, really hard thing for, for teams, I think, to figure out. And uh, the Warriors have needed that really, really badly. And I, I think if if you get that with what you got from from Wiggins offensively in Philly, like that's yeah. a that's a good team, man. And and just to take it back, it's it's really just the defense too on both ends where you're finally not mm. just shrinking at all times. You have like a requisite amount of size. That was probably the thing that annoyed me the most in the early part of the season, mm -hmm. which was uh, Steve Kerr taking Kuminga off the court against OKC and like yeah. shocker. Mm -hmm. uh, Chris Paul can't guard Jalen <laughs> Williams. He can't like, like there, there's just a, there's a, thought? there's a requisite amount of athleticism you need to be able to compete with some teams, right? Like mm -hmm. uh, IQ matters, but you have to be able to like have a requisite amount of size and speed. Uh, mm -hmm. And it, it never made sense to me that they weren't invested in uh, letting him play through it because he represented a player who could be that. Uh, and, you know, it was a little rocky, but we're here now. We're here. And um, I'm just curious to see what happens when Chris Paul comes back, because I swear to God, if they pull him for Chris Paul in close games, I'm going to lose my mind. But it would... Uh, they can't, right? It, it, mm -hmm. Honestly, the the game in Atlanta, they win that game if Kuminga doesn't foul. Yeah, they win that and, game if, if <laughs> Wiggins and Kuminga don't end up off the, you know, because then they were with a, you know, Quinones at power forward. Oh, not a power yeah, forward. He's if not. He FYI, not. He's a better player than I thought he was, though, man. No, Six, he's, five, he's, and five tonight. Yeah, he's, he's on defense. I, what I love about Lester and Gee is they absolutely understand that they would not be in the NBA if they don't play hard as hell every game. That's it. That's it. Like that is so vital. Yeah. I want I my my job is I do radio in Sacramento. So I watch a lot of Kings and they don't have any players like that. And the value of it, like you see it 
in the last three or four or five Warriors games is how yeah, valuable they, it is. You just have dudes who are just dogs. Like maybe they're not super skilled. Maybe they're not going to start. Maybe they're not going to play 25 minutes a night, but you need them. It, like, yeah, if you're playing Lester and Gee 20 plus minutes in a playoff game, you probably have a problem. Yeah, but you right, know right. what gets you to the playoffs? <laughs> Being able to have those guys to yeah. give you energy in early February when your main guys are tired. When they aren't yeah. when they aren't bringing it, like it's a long season. Sometimes you just need innings eaters, right? Like it, you and I both yes. like baseball. Sometimes yes. you need a little Joe Blanton. Yeah, well, and dude, uh, honestly, <laughs> Joe Blanton, get out of here. Uh, that that different but, body types, but you know. But that's that's what they've missed with with GP two out. Like yeah. that's that's his greatest quality. Is well, I mean, a he's a great on-ball defender, but b just busts his ass every every second he's on. The you floor. feel you feel him. You feel yeah. his impact when he's on yeah. the floor at all times. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I totally agree with you. Before we move forward, I wanted to just say, if you're looking for high-end office furniture for a fraction of the price, check out abettersource.com. My guys at abettersource.com just sent me a Herman Miller chair. My back, like. My posture is going to get so much better moving forward here. I've been hurting with back issues recently, which makes everything better right now. I, I cannot tell you how hyped I am. And yeah. the best part of it is, you know how those like those nice chairs, people talk about Steelcase or, Her, or Herman Miller, stuff like that. And that stuff's expensive. And I've avoided purchasing one for well over a year, even though my back has told me I need to, because I just get sticker shock. I refuse to do it. And eventually I did it. And it paid off. And the best part, if you go to a bettersource.com, my guys will give you 10% off a Herman Miller Aeron chair if you mention the Light Years podcast. So hit them up, mention Light Years pod, get 10% off a chair, and watch your back and shoulders thrive. Okay, let's talk a little trade deadline. I got into it a little with Andy. The Warriors did not make a move. Interesting, they went aggressive with the Bulls, with the Caruso and Drummond thing. What would you have thought if they acquired those two players? What if I told you they added those two players to this team, going to cost you Moses Moody, might cost you GP2 or or Looney, Um, obviously going to cost you picks, but those picks aren't in the rotation right now. How would you feel about the Warriors roster if they had those players mixed into this thing they got going right now? Probably about the same. I think Steve, Steve Kerr is not going to rest until he coaches Alex Caruso. Like that, that really feels like what's happening. I, I just, I don't think I feel that dramatically differently. I, I get how good he is defensively, and, and that's and that's great. But I, I adult adult pods. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, kind of. That's a, it's yeah. I, it would have been fine, I guess. It would have felt like a little bit of an overpay for sure, depend, especially depending on what the picks were. Sure, but I, I don't. It it would have been the kind of move that felt like a move just to do something. Oh, that didn't see, make I them di- markedly better. I disagree with you because I think this lineup they got going with Steph, Pods, Wiggins, uh, Kuminga, and Draymond works. Mm-hmm. And if I can upgrade Pods into someone I know can perform in the playoffs, I'm not saying Pods uh, can't, but he's a rookie. Sure, I'm intrigued. That makes sense. Uh, to your point, am I willing to like give up all those picks to do it? That's I'm a really question. I, I don't I don't know where you land on Moses Moody. I'm very high on Moses Moody though. I am too, but Steve Kerr's not. So it doesn't, you know, he's not in the rotation. 
I like, uh, <laughs> you know what? Hey, you know what? That's fair. You got me. I, I like, I've made amends with the fact they're going to probably move off of Moody and on his next team, we're going to be like, why didn't they play him? You know? So, yeah. Uh, not yeah, saying, I guess that's a, not that's, saying a that's justifiable. I just think that's what's going to happen. His extensions this off season, right? One more. This, uh, this is summer. early extension summer. So both him and Kuminga are year three. They can sign early extensions. Uh, I think Kuminga will get one. Um, I don't know where Moody's going to land. So. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I get. Yeah, I, 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 I it have been, it have been fine. I, I, I think I probably would have felt about the same about them though. Mm. And I would have okay. been really sad to see Kavon Looney go. If I'm just keeping, if I'm, if I'm keeping it real right now. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. I've been pretty bummed. I'd have been bummed about that. But we, also, if he's going to play five minutes, like. <laughs> and, and to be fair, I don't know if Looney was involved with it. I just know Looney and GP2 are the only ones who can match salaries. So one of those two are, you know, like it's. Oh, you said. G- oh, okay. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I think one I of the one that. of the two. I'm not sure. Uh, oh, okay. The rumor was Moody picks and filler for. Um. I think you said Moody and my brain heard Looney. My, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I was discussing both to be fair. So spaced out. It's all <laughs> <My> good. <laughs> it's my bad. I do um, want to. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say since the Warriors didn't make a move and this was a quiet deadline. Do you, did anyone who made a move at the deadline, did it change your opinion on kind of who's going to win it? No. Playoffs, title favorites, that sort of thing. I think Dallas got better. Uh, and that, and that's, that's, I think scary in the West. If you get Luca and Kyrie with mm-hmm. a little bit better supporting cast, sure. um, it, I, I think Daniel Gafford can play a little bit and, and now behind Derek Lively, I think that probably makes him a little bit, a little bit more valuable. Um, PJ Washington can, can hope. And I think he's probably, probably better than Grant Williams. So, uh, I think Dallas got a little bit better. Uh, I, I like what the Suns did depth wise on their bench. Um, they needed some additional NBA players there and they have that now. Uh, but I, I still like OKC Denver, Minnesota are still just to me so far. Uh, and, and I think OKC is, I think OKC is the one who I got most excited about. Um, adding yeah, Gordon, Gordon Hayward, not, it's not insignificant because they're going to ask him to be, they're going to ask him to play in place of Josh Giddy mm-hmm. in lineups. Sure. Uh, and unlike Josh Giddy, he can hit a jump shot. So uh, he's yeah. also a really good passer. I think it helps. I think he, I, I don't want to call him a game changer, but like that's a veteran who moves the needle for them. Like, I don't know, Shea, Jalen Williams, Lou Dort, Gordon Hayward, Chet. It's they a very did need, nice. It's a nice lineup. They did need a veteran for sure. They did need a player who's like been around. I think that matters, especially come playoff time. I do too. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And he's, he's, I mean, he's still a good basketball player. Uh, his days of being a star are over. He's more of just a damn sure. good player in general. And I'm willing to bet he moves over there. All of a sudden he's healthier. So all of a sudden, all of a sudden less like back ankle knee issues in Charlotte and more. I'm ready to, I'm ready to give you 20 minutes a game. I'm ready to give yeah. you 22 minutes a game. So I like that one. I think that matters for them. Uh, I do agree okay. with you. Dallas is a good move in general. I don't know. It, it really was a really quiet deadline. Do you have any theories why? Yeah, because OG and Pascal Siakam got traded two or three weeks ago. 
Is it really that simple for you? I legit, I, to, yeah, I think so. Because let's take, let's take this afternoon or d- this morning, right? If OG and Pascal Siakam had not gotten traded. You know, if it happened like in the last 24, like today. Right. Yeah. So let's say they were, they were on the block as of 6 a.m. this morning, Pacific. Mm-hmm. In all the lead up to that, there would have been all these rumors about where they're going to get traded. And Bruce Brown still would have then been on the table. And where's he going to go? There would have been this team is involved. That team was involved. And then if they both get moved to today on top of the Gordon Hayward and Royce O'Neal and PJ Washington and all the, and the Kelly Olenek got traded uh, and all those, and all these other, these other moves we see now it's like, wow, what a deadline. That was crazy. Yeah. Uh, e- even without the, the mega star power. So I think uh, the, the OG and Siakam deals happening when they did definitely tamp down some of the, the fervor from, from today. That's my, my theory anyway, maybe I'm wrong. No, I mean, you're right. Like those are the two best players who are moved in the deadline period. They just happened to be moved two weeks ago or four weeks ago. Yeah. uh, Which led to a deadline where nothing happened. Like DeJounte Murray was the biggest name being shopped. And I think we both agree Siakam and OG are probably still bigger names than him. So even if he got traded at the deadline, it still wouldn't have been as big as if those Toronto guys got traded. I do think it's interesting though, like uh, Chicago, you know, the Warriors were involved with them. They decided to move no one. Atlanta had had their name out there for a month, decided to move no one. Uh, The chats are mentioning it and it's kind of what I think, which is second apron more so than the play in and making a lot of teams gun shy a little bit here. It does feel it does. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of baseball. And I don't mean that as a compliment. But you know how, like, in baseball teams are a little more pragmatic, not as spendy, mm-hmm. uh, cheap, uh, <laughs> and that sort of thing. Um, it does feel a little like we're entering this era with the NBA with the second apron where teams are going to be like, oh, hold up, hold up. I Do I really want to give up a pick? Because if I get a pick, I get a controlled player, and I can, I can you know, yeah. control my own destiny. Whereas I give this stuff up, I'm going to be up against the apron, and I'm stuck for eternity. Yeah, I that was that honestly that entire thing, and I know that's why the the Warriors moved Corey Joseph. Uh, but I also think that that's why I thought they'd be more active at the deadline. Was just trying to start <laughs> start dumping salary to get yeah. to get out from under that. Well, uh, but I definitely I, I I think that's part of it, and then I also think there's a lot of teams that are in a spot like uh, I'll I'll go back to to Sacramento here. They're in a similar spot to the Warriors where you kind of see it like you they I, I think the front office kind of sees it like they they have proof positive that they can go to seven games in a playoff series. And if, you know, one or two shots fall, you're going to the second round sure. or whatever. And I think that's it, it's more just trying to there's so many teams in that spot where, OK, almost there, but not really. And there's not a move out there that's going to really get you over the hump. And so instead of risking, you know, falling out of this place you're in where you're in that five, six, seven, eight seed range battling for for that last playoff spot, you just kind of stand pat and work with what you know. I, I think that maybe played a little bit of a role, too. I think I agree with you. I think that makes sense. I think it ties to this overarching, like, pragmatism, conservatism, whatever you want to call yeah. it, the teams. Yeah. Um, before I get you out of here. I want to talk with you 
about this Saturday night, oh. which is Warriors versus Suns. I feel like Can't we wait. will find out if the Warriors, if this run is for real on yeah. Saturday night. That's this week's Under Armour game of the week, Warriors-Suns. Come on. 4-1 four, four road trip. Uh, they haven't beat the Suns once this year. Two of those games were frustrating because they should have beat them. Yes. Um, this is going to be one of those type of games where we find out, okay, have they actually turned a corner or did they just take advantage of bad teams? Yeah. And I, 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 although I'm not sure Indiana is bad and holding them to one Oh nine is, is significant, but yeah. no, I, I I'm there with you, man. Now it's a Western conference team. You're at home. They have star power as, as, as much as anybody in the league. This is his national TV game. Holy smokes. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. I, I think this has been an impressive little run. I think it's been an impressive God, I hope so. Uh it's been impressive for sure. Um, but I'm I'm with you, man. This is this is it. Like you if if you're going to climb in the standings and you're gonna get uh into the play in tournament and and uh hopefully more. Ho- hopefully more, fingers crossed, you have to beat teams like Phoenix. I mean, that's just that's just it. Phoenix is good, but they're not they're not uh, you know the the 2016 Warriors or anything crazy like that. Right, so right. Um, I I would love to be able to push back and be like, no, I actually think that it's okay if they lose this one. But no, if they even if they even if they smoke a late lead or get any any way they lose this game, it's gonna suck if they if they catch an L. So would love to see them make it four wins in a row, get a win against a real team in the Western Conference, and uh, move forward. And that is your Under Armour. Game of the week. Steph Curry makes you believe you can do anything. And the Curry 11s are specifically designed with ultimate bounce grip and stability to allow everyone to do their thing. New generation of ball players are coming up and showing the basketball world the old rules do not apply. The future is exciting, fast, positive, and hungry. This NBA season, rock with your favorite player, rep his shoes on and off the court, and of course, Hit 11 threes like it, it's nothing. Kyle, I appreciate you coming on. Have a yeah, great man. Evening. Anytime. I love before, your guys' show so much. Before you go out, I need I need a 30-second Super Bowl take. Um, I'm worried that the 49ers can't tackle and that the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes. That's what I'm I I on on Candlestick Chronicles today, the, the podcast I do with Chris Biederman. Uh, I got talked into the 49ers winning. But I've been saying Chiefs uh, 30 to 23 just kind of for the last two weeks. That was just my knee jerk reaction Doomer. after. It was, <laughs> it was my knee jerk reaction after the NFC title game. And so I've just kind of <laughs> stuck with it, even though I, I see far more paths to a 49ers victory now than I did on, uh, on Monday, Fe- January, February, whatever the, it was. The fun of the Super Bowl is two weeks has let me has talked myself into every possible scenario, you know, there is a, there and my mind ran through me, Cole Hardman. Oh, he's he's killed him. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. This is just, it's, it's the, how it goes. uh, (laughs) Marquez Scantling Valdez with the big game winning play after dropping every big pass all season. Dude, that Tayshawn Gibson, just four yards behind him. Uh, just, it all plays out. But last night I was talking to Biederman, and he goes, he goes, you know, there's just a chance it goes like the Eagles game. The Eagles game from this year, the week 13 one where the Niners won That's... 42 tonight. And I was like, damn, you know what? You're right. <laughs> it could. 
That's so. uh, yeah, I can't get there, but I do under <laughs> I do appreciate I do appreciate the uh, the optimism. I don't know. I think it's gonna be a good game. I think I do too. Yeah, and in some ways, good game and a loss is worse than just getting blown out. So I don't know. I think it'll be I think it'll be a close game. I, I think it will be. A good one. I'm excited for it. Everyone should check out the Candlestick Chronicles. Those are my guys. Listen to it between now and Sunday. Kyle, oh, man. appreciate you. Have a great evening. Go appreciate relax. You, I can tell you've done way too much Niner spotting. I am I am struggling right now, dude. I've got NFL honor stuff going on. I got a Super Bowl to prep for. I got shows to do. But uh, I will make time for you anytime, dude. Appreciate you. I know Warriors things are going well and McWalters comes back. I haven't seen McWalters in a minute. How's it going? How's it going? It's going okay. Things are going well. I mean, how can it not be going well when you have a four and one road trip where we legitimately should have won the one game we lost? I mean, I I, I'm super stoked. And I I think we all should be super stoked about this. Uh, Get back on the train. Everyone who jumped off. Let's, including myself. Uh, let's all let's all get back on there. Um, look, hey, we all knew they weren't going to do anything over the deadline. It was all just uh, fanfic, and you know we we can fanfic all we want, but we knew they weren't going to do anything. They didn't do anything. They they looks like new motive operandis. We leak things now. Hey, we offered stuff. Um, that's new. So um, I guess <laughs> we got some type of mole now. The, the Dunleavy era. Office. We're like we're yeah. Leaking. We're leaking things. Uh, who had that, Sean? So like, we, we, we should find out who his leaks go to because that's who we follow. Um, but it would have been nice to get Caruso, but honestly, like, it wouldn't have moved me. I, I would have felt the exact same. Hey, okay, we're still struggling to make the play in and probably can't even get to six. So, you know, I, I don't think it moves the needle. And Caruso's there in the summer. And that's just more time for the Bulls to panic about stuff. And they're inadequately run. So you never know. They might trade him for even less than what we offered him when the summer comes. And, and I really think that the, the main takeaway here is that like, look at pods, look at Kaminga, look at all the stuff because all these injuries and suspensions we got out of, and we actually found two very serviceable players. I, I mean, that's phenomenal. And, mm-hmm. and, and we were talking about the cap in the apron stuff in the chat. And like, if you don't have controlled money, like pods controlled money for the next three years. If you don't have controlled money, what, what are you going to do? Like people were suggesting on, on the discord, like why didn't this first, you know, rumor to trade for Trey to help Wemby out? That makes zero sense, right? Like why, why would you burn your cap space on a, on a, on a guy with a bloated contract? That's, what's going to kill you going forward. And unless you're ready to make a, a move for a championship, like right now, don't burn it. Actually, move cp3 in the summer and get something that helps you for a full-on run right now we should be we should be going through and figuring out all our lineups try to make the plan to get some more playoff experience for the young guys and then get ourselves ready for next season that's what we should be doing i um i can't say i disagree with you it's frustrating because you want to go for it right now but just looking at the way the thing's breaking out a lot of teams who go all in they're going to get stuck. Like, look at the Lakers. They're stuck right now. Or look at the so. Mavericks. Look at the Mavericks just did. They paid all, They paid to bring in Grant, and they had to pay out a pick. And then they had to pay out a pick to get rid of him because he was, he was a, it was a bad call. And, and now they just screwed like themselves Grant even Williams further. Too. That's the funniest part. Yeah, he's a prick. I guess he's a prick if you like him, if he's on your team, and he's just a prick. Otherwise, it's kind of the Draymond. He's really just not that bad. 
It's really not that bad. Uh, he's not that bad, but I he's also they, not I think good. I think they, I think they were uh, a little emotional just dumping him. That's so. fair, but he's also kind of like, like, like Jason Terry levels over irrationally confident about his own personal career. And sure. He's just yeah, like, hey, I'm a. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying he's changing the world. I'm just saying, you know, he can he can help you a little bit. When he's willing to accept that he's a role guy and not like the leader of a team, he'll have a great fit in the NBA. Maybe he just needs two more stops. He'll figure it out. <laughs> well, hey, Sam, thanks for having me on. All right, let's get to Will. Will, what's up, man? Yo, what's up, man? Oh, you know, enjoying enjoying winning positive basketball. Uh, uh, it feels nice, right? Like we watch 40 games of misery. It's nice to, even if we don't know where it's headed to, it's nice to turn on a game and be like, this isn't going to make me want to punch the TV. <laughs> Literally, man. It's just, uh, uh, just like you guys were just talking about a minute ago. I also was just like, I didn't think we were making any, any moves at the deadline, even though a lot of us may have, you know, wanted that. But when you really look at it, like we were, uh, we were missing, and I know everybody hates hearing this, but it's like when we get back GP, uh, GP2 and uh, CP, you know, that almost in a way could feel like we, we've we made a trade with also, you know, Dre missing damn near the whole first half of the season. And now I just see like this whole trio of Wiggins, Kaminga, and uh, Dre as really anchoring down our defense and even uh last last night's game when uh Steph only scored what nine points and Clay had a good game and I think having those guys there helps cover up the deficiencies on defense of both of them which honestly maybe in a way takes a little bit of of pressure off of Clay uh you know, worrying about if he gets beat by one of those guards, you know, there he, he's got some help there. And you know what, what Draymond did the past uh, two, well, really three games that is more what he's used to is he's starting to trust his, uh, he's starting to trust his wings a lot more because yeah. when he was first coming back from uh, suspension, what was happening was he was coming out so much to try and help cover on those shooters, like out on the wing or whatever, but now he can play his like free safety position as a lot of us call it because he he's now able to trust what those guys are doing up there and he can, you know, hedge and gamble and not worry that like it's going to, you know, lead to an automatic bucket for the other team, which is what it was doing uh, in the beginning. But uh, yeah, I, I just I feel good about this. And honestly, I don't necessarily i'm not necessarily of the belief that it's all going to lead to next season like oh we're, we'll just get them playoff experience i i really still think this team could do something and uh it's all going to depend on how the back half of the season goes obviously but i say this phoenix game is going to be a real tell of uh where this momentum's going and then we just kind of go from there man but you know i don't know feeling good it's going to be fun like they just made the season fun again and it was not fun the first three months. So I'll take what I can get right now. I They got something brewing. I like watching Kuminga. Steph is the goat. Like we didn't give him enough praise. We just didn't give enough praise for 
this is how casual 11 threes is. We're like, wow, that's great. But let me tell you about the screens he set. That's how, <laughs> that's how bored we are with him sometimes. And I, I'm obviously none of us are bored with him, but it's just kind of like, uh, you know, Dude, if, one last, one if, last thing I, I wanted to say. It's, it's, it's crazy. Uh, how Steph's been playing. He's just been on God mode, but, uh, I wanted to mention, uh, you know, Maxi averages, uh, 25 a game. Right. And uh, when we played when we played them, he scored twelve. And then tonight, um, Hallie he averages what twenty three. And yeah. then uh, and tonight he scored five points. I know he's on a minutes restriction, but still five points. You're like what? Um, Kaminga, I mean not Kaminga. Wiggins has been playing a, so incredible POA defense uh, lately, and it's just really good to see him you know coming out of whatever funk he's been in and um you know it, it's just good to see finally our poa defense is finally picking up which i think is making things easier i mean our past couple games we've held opponents to what under 120 minus that hawks game yeah which i'm still still pissed we lost that game yeah i don't want to talk about that one but i agree with you i mean wiggins is coming around it matters he's playing great defense will appreciate you paratosh what's up my man Hey Sam. Uh sorry, I've been doing the bikes. I'm like panting a little bit. Anyway, uh, <laughs> a couple of just taking out my frustration of sleep. But a couple of things. So first uh, I was talking about moms not letting you guys beat down the Chiefs. It's not that you will lose or like uh, definitely uh, uh, lose. Right? Talk about this. <laughs> okay, no worries. Uh the other couple of things, yeah. I'm also not that uh, disappointed with the trade deadline. When I looked at the number of like the kinds of offers that, for example, Chicago or what they were wanting for um Caruso. Um, so that doesn't disappoint me as much. The whole season, yes, it has been a disappointment, but there are a number of reasons for that. And to be honest, I like that the the leak that came out with uh, Shams talking about how they wanted to go all in on Caruso, that bodes well for the offseason, especially with the CP3 contract that they still have. So I, I do think Dunleavy is going to try to do something with that. My bigger worry is, will Steve Kerr let that happen? And especially the rest of the, the remaining month, two months of the season. Like when CP3 is back, what happens to the Kuminga, Wiggs, Draymond lineup? What happens to Podge minutes? What happens right. to Lester, who's played much better than Kojo? So that's my bigger worry in, in general. And like that's also my disappointment that it shouldn't have taken Steve Kerr and the coaching staff this long to figure out that Steph with... Like Kuminga letting him play the way he has, or just like letting him play with freedom would help the team so much more than any trade could. So that's that's just the disappointment. And you know how much like I'm perpetually disappointed in Steve Kerr since like 2022. So I'm yeah. I may be a little bit biased, but like I think it's a healthy criticism or like it's a fair criticism, especially because if we say that the front office is not trading and that le- or like front office not doing anything is costing Steph his prime years. Then Steve Kerr taking this long to figure out what would actually work is also costing Steph his prime years. So it's not that like it's just the front office, but also the like especially with the new CBA, I don't think that trades are as easy as they used to be. So it's even more important that you develop from within and make sure that the assets that you have can be put in the best places to succeed. So. But yeah, going forward, I think I'm excited about the offseason more than the remaining part of the season. But I do think if they stick to what is working right now, we can make some noise. Maybe go to the second round and hopefully not see the Lakers and their whistle again. But let's see what happens. Appreciate you, Paratosh. Have a great evening. Yeah, man. It's it's fun. Like, look, I, I'm not excited 
for uh, the first game that Chris Paul plays over someone uh, who shouldn't get benched. But we'll, we'll see. We're not there yet. I say we end it here. I say we end it here. I appreciate everyone who came through. Uh, happy birthday, Clay Thompson. Should have said that at the top. We'll be back. Mm-hmm.